Well, welcome everybody again to the Learning to Thrive podcast, where today we are talking about this faith skill of thanksgiving. This isn't just the holiday of thanksgiving, but this is a skill that we grow and develop in our lives. Today we're going to be talking about the practice of appreciation and how we can appreciate what God has done in our lives. So when we talk about Thanksgiving, we're thinking about a proper attitude that we have toward God and also the ability to receive what he has given to us. So Ryan, will you help us understand what we mean by the practice of appreciation? Yeah, so uh, we'll start it off with a hypothetical uh, story here. Mm -hmm. Imagine uh, that uh, you and a few others came over to my house for my birthday and celebrated my birthday, and you guys brought me some uh, nice gifts, and um, we had a good time, good evening, played some games, all that stuff. But on your way out, you guys uh, caught me just looking back into the living room and seeing a pile of gifts there, and I, I happened to mutter to myself, oh man, what a great birthday. I'm going to make so much money on eBay from all these gifts once everybody's gone. I can't believe you. I know. What would that do in that moment if you heard somebody you just given gifts to make a comment like that? It would impact the relationship. And this is what's so fascinating about gift giving and receiving is that, um, you know, for a lot of us, we tend to think of those of gift giving in terms that are more material and actually focusing on the possession um, whereas we tend to, to push aside the reality that gift giving and receiving is largely about the relationship between the giver and the receiver. If I treat the gift poorly, the gift doesn't care, but the giver of the gift does. And that relationship between me and them can be damaged. On the other side, if I receive it with appreciation, with gratitude, with, with thankfulness, um, then it has the ability to enhance the relationship. We all understand this when we're the giver of the gift, right? When we give somebody something and they receive it well, we really uh, feel like we've actually given them a part of ourselves and that they've received it and that something is intact there, right? When your child gives you a picture that they drew and wants you to put it up on the fridge, you don't hang it on there because you feel like that uh, is a piece that is worthy to be hung, you know, in an art museum. Uh, typically, they're not that kind <laughs> of quality. The reason that you value that piece of art by your kid is because there's the very real message included in there that you matter to the kid. You, yeah. The kid values you. That, that child sees you as important enough to them to give you something. So you're saying that when when I give a gift to someone, it's not just this material thing that I am giving over to them yeah. and it now becomes their possession. And they say, hey, thanks for this, whatchamacallit. This is an amazing whatchamacallit. I'm going to use it every day. Right. But instead, it it's a part of who I am. And that, that might be part of why we try so hard to find the exact right gift, right? It's yeah. not just... I can give anything to somebody and they should like it because it's an amazing thing. But instead, I'm investing myself in this gift when I give it over to you. Yeah, I, I spend time and it shows the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. The more I know you, the better I know you, the less likely I am to get you a, you know, a, a prepaid visa. Mm -hmm. And the more likely I am to get you something personalized and give you a gift that 
that shows an element of our relationship. Now, what's interesting here too is it's not just about the person, right? The yeah. gift is important. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to give my wife a gift on our 10th anniversary, um, you know, I mean, she loves flowers, but if I were to buy her flowers and only flowers on our 10th anniversary, that would be communicating something as well. So the gift matters, Mm -hmm. but also, and what I think gets lost far more often, is the relationship between the giver and the receiver that actually impacts how the gift is received. What this means for us spiritually and why this is actually a practice that we have included in the faith skill of thanksgiving is that appreciation for what God has given starts with recognition. It's, you know, we can't appreciate what God has given us if we don't first recognize what he has given to us. And so that's the very first step here is this recognition of what God has done for us. So when we talk about gifts here, we're, we're saying that God has given us a gift, right? Yeah. What kind of gift would you say that God has given us that we should be recognizing? Sure. Um, so this can uh, come in material forms. Um, so God provides, uh, you know, my wife and I just moved into a new home. And we really believe that God provided that home for us. And so we're thankful to him for the house, the actual house that we live in. But I'm trying to teach my four-year-old that one of the, not one of, the biggest gift that we have been given is the opportunity to have life with God. That Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross for us and, and valued us to such an extreme. You talk about gift giving and giving a part of yourself, well, Mm -hmm. Jesus literally gave himself as a gift. And so it starts with that. I think it starts with Jesus on the cross and the recognition that he literally laid down his life. He gave us himself. But we're also talking all the way down to the little things, Um, the little things that we can just appreciate. I have uh, kind of a a weird quirk. I don't like anything with my eyes. I don't (laughs) like touching my eyes. It freaks me out, and you know. I'm I remember get you some goggles. I know. I need, yeah, <laughs> those dry eyes commercials are the worst. But I remember as a teenager one night, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had an eyelash in my eye. And, you know, you guys may be chuckling at me here, but it, as far as I'm concerned, it's one of the worst things that could happen <laughs> to me is to have this eyelash stuck in my eye. And I remember just rubbing and rubbing and rubbing and trying to get it out and it wasn't coming out. And finally, the, the, recognition set in that I was going to have to go into the bathroom and and touch my eye to get this eyelash out of my eye. And I just remember laying back and praying. And I I recognized the moment and I even started my prayer. God, I know that this is silly. I know that this may seem very small and trivial to you, but you know how important this is to me. Would you please just take this eyelash out of my eye? And uh, my eyes were squeezed tight shut and I prepared myself to, you know, go into the bathroom and and do what I needed to do. And I opened my eye and all of a sudden I realized the eyelash was gone. <laughs> and in that moment, the the emotional response, the reaction that I had to that was, if my God cares enough about me to do something this small, this silly, really, mm-hmm. I recognize that it's silly. <laughs> but if he cares about me enough to do that, that's the kind of God I can serve. It's mm-hmm. the kind of God I want to love and I want to have relationship with. So when we're talking about the gifts God gives, everything, man, from Jesus giving himself 
to the house I now live in, to taking an eyelash out of my eye just to spare me um, a little bit of discomfort. <laughs> All of those are gifts that yeah. God gives to us. So I don't think that you're going to take that eyelash and go sell it on eBay. Correct. That's not the kind of disrespect of a gift that we're talking about with God. That might be the kind of thing <laughs> for humans, but God's not expecting us to do those kinds of things. Right. So what would it look like to disrespect or not appreciate well the gift or gifts that God has given us? Yeah. So let me start with the three that I've just mentioned here and and briefly talk about how we could receive those poorly. So when God takes an eyelash out of my eye, the very first thing that I can do, and I think it happens quite a lot because God is spiritual and, and a lot of times, you know, he's not physically handing us a gift. Yeah. And so there are definitely times when we just don't recognize that what we have has come from God. Mm -hmm. And that's the first way that we can disrespect the gift is if, uh, if you came and gave me a gift and I took the card that identifies who the giver of the <laughs> gift is and I just tossed it in the trash and then opened the gift and didn't say thank you to anybody, yeah. everyone would, would feel that discomfort, mm -hmm. Right. So not recognizing that it is God who has given us the gift is the first step um, or the first thing that we can do that, that would be disrespectful and dishonoring mm -hmm. to what he has done, especially after praying, yeah. right? If I pray and ask him to do this and then the eyelash is gone, like I could have easily just said, well, I must have, you know, rubbed it out or uh, taken care of it or it, it figured itself out on its own, but... When it comes to something bigger, much bigger, more significant like a house, it can be little things like discontent hmm. or nitpicking, finding things wrong with it. So it would be real easy for me to walk through this home and say, yeah, but it doesn't have this or mm -hmm. yeah, but I really wanted this or oh man, I'm just so disappointed that I don't have the money to do this. And all that stuff is fun in home ownership, you know, to be able to, to make it your own and, and to do those kinds of things. But when you can't, do you, do you lay your head on your pillow at night still appreciating what God did give mm -hmm. you? The fact that you have this home or, or whatever it may be. And so it's that appreciation, that sense of saying like, okay, I'm not going to complain mm -hmm. about it because he didn't have to give it to me. And so instead of focusing on what parts or elements of this I don't like or I wish were different, I'm just going to appreciate what he did in fact, give me. Yeah, it's about contentment, really, in yeah. that moment. Not longing for something more and greater and say, why didn't you give me X gift instead of Y gift? But recognizing what God has done, recognizing that he didn't have to do that, yeah. but then uh, showing that appreciation for the things that God has done. Yeah. And that may be easier when you just moved into a brand new house, <laughs> but my wife and I learned this valuable lesson when we lived in our apartment before that. And it was an older apartment. It was kind of run down. And there were definitely a lot of things about it that we could complain about and, and you know, just, again, nitpicking. But we know, and we can tell you the story of how we moved into that place. Mm -hmm. We know with, with no doubt in our hearts that God provided that place for us. And so we constantly found ourselves coming back to, in those times when we were complaining about our neighbors or the walls weren't straight or, you know, whatever was going on. <laughs> We would just remind ourselves, aren't we so blessed that God gave this to us mm -hmm. in this kind of way and that he's enabling us to, to live? He's providing everything. I'm a yeah. big picture kind of person, um, and so I, I like looking at the big picture. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes it is easy to get lost in the details. But in the big picture, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, man, how blessed were we that God did that for us. When it comes to the gift of his son and what he has provided, I mean, talk about a trickle-down effect. I think every faith skill is going to be impacted (laughs) by how you receive what Jesus did for you on the cross. If you reject it, um, there's there's nothing in these faith skills that is going to be of any value to you. If you have accepted that Jesus died for you and, you and you've embraced that and received that gift, but then spend your time, again, nitpicking or... Um, Wishing for more. Yeah, mm-hmm. being being discontent, all of those kinds of things, it's going to impact and affect God's ability and desire to continue to bless you and to continue to give you more gifts. I just think about how you would feel if you gave all of yourself to somebody and they just kind of, yeah, that's nice. And maybe they put it up on the shelf or, Mm -hmm. you know, on the mantle or something and they displayed it, but they, you know, they, they didn't care for it. They clearly didn't value it. They didn't do anything with it. Then you, you would hesitate to give them something else. Mm -hmm. And, and each time that happened, it would become harder and harder for you to want to bless them, to give them more of yourself if that's how they yeah. were treating it. Yeah. So talking about, especially about that, that big gift of, of Christ offering himself for us as a sacrifice on a cross, you've talked a little bit about what it would look like to receive that poorly. What does it look like to receive that well? Yeah. It is partly, it's part of what our life looks like right mm-hmm. so you'll see this in the lives of a handful of people who who really made great impacts for mm-hmm. god um you'll notice this in the lives of people even starting with the apostle paul a man who clearly recognized that what he had was a gift from god that that what jesus had done for him was something he did not deserve mm-hmm. nothing in his life warranted him receiving that gift from god and yet God gave it to him anyways, and it changed everything about his life. Mm-hmm. Um, a handful of the really um, influential Christian figures that have walked this earth in the last two millennia, th- this is one of those things that I think stands out most about them. Um, you know, C.S. Lewis makes this comment, because um, I've heard it said, you know, don't become so heavenly minded that you lose your <laughs> earthly value, Right. And, and Lewis is talking about that sentiment and that idea, and he says, actually, I think you'll find the opposite, that the people who walk around this earth thinking of heaven are the ones who actually have the greatest impact here on this earth because they're not spending their time thinking about and worrying about. That's because that's what it becomes, right? When we're thinking about do we have enough clothes, you know, do we have enough food, do we have enough space in our home, do we have the right kind of vehicles or all of this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. The human heart quickly turns that into worry and to distrust. And we start to rely on ourselves and we start to think that we need to to do certain things, you know, to take care of ourselves. And we come to rely less and less and less on God and his provision and his gift. But when we focus on that, when we say, I'm going to live every day as though this is actually a gift from God, Mm -hmm. it becomes much less about ourselves and much more about those around us. We're able to stop worrying about and focusing on, am I taken care of? Am I provided for? 
And Jesus said it as clearly as it can be said. Birds don't have refrigerators <laughs> and flowers don't have closets. And yet God feeds the birds and he clothes the flowers. And if that's how he feels about grass and little animals, what do you think he feels about you? He knows what you need. He'll take care of you. He wants to do this for you. So if you'll just focus first on him and his kingdom, this is what receiving God's gifts with appreciation does is it says, man, God, you've given me all this stuff. How can I, how can I become a part of what you're wanting to do in the lives of those around yeah. me? Yeah. One other area, you've mentioned worry a couple of times, and, and partly we can worry about that my needs are taken care of, but there are some people when they receive a gift, their first reaction is, I'm not worth this, and they have to try to live up to that gift, right? right? Live up to saying, it, taking Christ's death on the cross for us, they say, I did not deserve Christ doing that for me. Mm-hmm. Does, doesn't he know how <laughs> worthless of a person I am? And so yeah. they live their entire life in fear or guilt of saying what Christ did was for me an un- unworthy person. How do we rectify that and understand what what does appreciation look like of a gift that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt I am unworthy of. Yeah. So again, it's about the relationship. And this is what it comes down to is that God values you and he's already placed a value on your life. Um, your value is the price he was willing to pay for you and he was willing to give himself. So your value isn't determined or established by what you think of yourself or how well you think you're living up to God's standard. God is communicating to you by giving you gifts that this is how he values you. This is how he sees you. And this is how he sees your relationship with him. If he's giving you gifts, he's saying the relationship is intact. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like you. I want to bless you. I want to be with you. And I want to spend time with you. And I want all of these things. And so, yeah, it is easy for us Again, to focus on, though, I'm not worthy. But again, just go back to this party. Imagine I was having a birthday party and everybody comes to give me gifts. And every time someone would give me a gift, I would point out something wrong with myself. <laughs> it's not a very fun party. No, this is, <laughs> party's probably not the right word for it at that point, right? Nobody wants to be around that kind of self-pity. God is saying, listen, I know all of that stuff. I know all of that about you, but I've got gifts, gifts of love, gifts of forgiveness, gifts of compassion and mercy that cover all of that stuff. I actually have gifts that take care of all of your shortcomings, and I want to bless you, and I want to be in relationship with you. And so we have this opportunity to not not wallow in self-pity and say, well, I'm not worthy of these gifts. Of course you're not. <laughs> None of us are worthy of anything that God has done for us. How could we be, right? We got ourselves into this mess in the first place because we were so unworthy and unfit uh, to live out the life or to live out life the way he had uh, asked us to. Mm-hmm. And yet, in spite of that all, this is how he feels about the relationship. Yeah, yeah. that's really helpful. And I think... To understand the the nature of gifts as not being just this kind of transaction or this material uh, giving of something away, but it's really about the relationship between the gift giver and the gift receiver. 
And appreciation says that the gift receiver responds in kind, not just to give a gift straight back, but to right. value the relationship in in the manner in which the gift was given. Yeah. Um, do you have anything that you would suggest? What's like something that I could do this week even to start to grow in the practice of appreciation? Yeah, so finding ways that you can take what God has given you mm-hmm. and, and use it to bless others. Because through that, in this, this really interesting sort of way, you are able to introduce God into the lives of those around you through gift giving. It's, it's fascinating to really stop and think about. But if God's blessed you with a home, maybe use it. Hmm. Have somebody over. Invite your neighbors over. You don't have to invite them over and give them the salvation message this week. But if just invite them over and be friends with them. Share your home. If God has given you extra money during this season right now, share it with somebody who looks like they could use it. And recognizing that you're not the one giving the gift, that money came from God. And if it's flowing through you, you get to become the vehicle through which God is giving a piece of himself to your neighbor or to your friend. And you get to be a part of that and participate in that Mm -hmm. and show your appreciation to God by holding everything with an open hand. Man, if you don't feel like you have extra money right now, still give something away. Find something that you can give away and see what God does in response to that, the way he was able to bless the receiver of your gift, but also you through your generosity and your openness, your appreciation and recognition that it's all his to begin with. Yeah. Well, thank you for helping us to understand the nature of God's gift to us and what that really means about the relationship that he wants to have with us. So as we approach this faith skill of thanksgiving, our first step is to recognize what God has given to us, recognize the relationship that he wants to accomplish through that gift and to respond in kind, respond with the same kind of relationship that he has offered out to us. So we thank you guys for joining us. We hope that this has been informative and helpful for you as you are seeking to grow in the faith skill of Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time.